Sock Passe, you're listening to The Culture Report. I'm your host, Stevenson Altador, with my lovely co-host, L'Oreal Nix, and a special Hi. guest. I mean, he don't need no introduction. Introduce yourself right now, though. Introduce yourself right now, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm Square. Daniel Square, you feel me? Photographer, you know, fashion oh. photographer, oh. the best in the making coming up, you know. And I'm talk not, your shit. I'm not just saying that. I'm for real. Y'all will see me everywhere. Facts. Like, where seriously. are you from, Square? Oh, Detroit, Michigan. You already know. Oh, come on, West Side, West Side, West Side. West side? I'm what from mile? the East Side. What mile? Oh, that's wow. the question. Yes. <laughs> I still rock with you, though. You still okay, Detroit, please don't talk about yeah, East Side. I, or I still side rock then. with you, but, but we get a lot of bad reps, and I'm not one of those people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, plug the website. Well, man, if y'all want to see any work or anything, you know, you could look at my website at. SquareXProductions.com. Once again, that's SquareXProductions.com. Or you could just follow my Instagram if you be a lazy and you don't want to look at the website. You could just follow me at Square.CR2. That's simple. Square.CR2. So check out my work. You know, and that's the homeboy right there. You know, he takes some great ass pictures. I ain't going to front with that one. But, you know, we have two Detroit natives with me right now. And, I mean, we should just get into this shit right now because. There's been a lot of buzz on the internet, for real, for real, about Cali versus Detroit. Mm. <sighs> wow. Who created that sound where y'all wow. talk over y'all beats and not be on beat at all? Wow. Yeah. You just really just did that to us? Okay, anyway, let's just forget him. Let's go on to it. Damn, you can't do that to me. First off, before we get into Detroit versus Cali, because I'm serious. I'm really serious. Before we get into whether Cali music really make their original music or Detroit music, let's start all the way from the beginning. The very beginning. Coming into the late 90s, probably early 2000s, we have Blade Icewood and I think his little group, and they were just making their music, you know, for Detroit people. And really, Detroit music, it's honestly hard to describe. It's just when you hear it, you just know it's Detroit music. Like, the beats are very up-tempo. The um, the lyrics are very up-tempo. They're very fast lyrics. They don't say it's slow. Well, some people do, but it's mostly fast and Detroit music, it just have a certain swag to it that you can't really take away from that and nobody if, else has. Yeah, and if you take and you take it away from us, then you can't make it like us. Period. Okay, so <laughs> as an outsider, because like you know, I'm not, I don't know like the regions, regional tendencies of Detroit yet. I haven't been to the city yet. So like, how would you explain? What Detroit music, hip hop music, is to me, so someone who's not from there, Detroit hip hop music, music yeah. How would you it's, explain it's it? It's real. It's raw. You know? Like, it's it's like real raw music that really only people from Detroit will kind of, like, understand. You get what I'm saying? Okay. So when we hear somebody else rapping like us, we know. Yeah. Like, they, they have, like, a heavy influence from Detroit because, like, we so unique with it and so raw with it. Like, we the only people that do that. So it's kind of like when other people say that we sound like the Bay, it's like, how do we sound like the Bay? Just like, jump straight to it's, it. It's literally us, mm. you know? It's literally us. Like, so, yeah, so, like, that's one thing I would say about Detroit hip-hop artists in general, because when I first came here, I was hearing, like, a style that I've never heard before. Yeah, I, w- I mean, I, w- I might have been clowning y'all for, like, talking over y'all beats when y'all rap, but, like, <laughs> there's, there's, like, the way I do it, the swag y'all have, I'm like... I can somewhat like feel that. I can like relate to that shit a little bit. The grittiness. I'm like, man, 
Who is this? Speaking of greatness, one of my favorite songs is from one of the band gang members, and we're going to go more into depth about what band gang is, but one of the members is band gang Javar, mm. and the favorite song is How Can I Stop Part 2. Oh, yeah, that, that one go crazy. <laughs> and this man, this he that literally said, crazy. yeah, it's true, I made a killing off scamming, got caught with half a million the focus red-handed, that's more than your favorite rapper hiding in the mattress, now you get why I don't give a f- rapping. I know the fans sick of me. This is the fifth case my lawyer got dismissed from me. Like, <laughs> you don't just hear a regular rapper saying that. Yeah. Detroit rappers tell their whole stories and they don't care about it. And that's what we love about Detroit rappers because we want to hear that rawness and we want to hear that realness. And to me, it's not more so of, it is the sound, but it's also the style too. So one of the groups to me that I feel like is really taking Detroit music style is S-O-B-R-B-E. Oh, my and God. And it's a yes. group from um, yes, California. Yeah. And you can just tell from the way they dress. Like, one of the dudes, he looks similar to somebody from Band Gang where he has the nappy hair. His name his name is The Boy. The Boy. Like an S- he and S-O-B-R-B-E, and his name is The Boy. And he looks exactly like Bad Gay Biggs. Literally, like nappy hair, exactly like with him. like buffs. the yeah, like the, and with the buffs, nappy fro with I swear buffs. to God, buffs is only in Detroit. It's only in Detroit. Yeah. I mean, people argue like, well, you know, Houston have Cartier frames and stuff. Yeah, Cartier. We're not saying that Detroit invented Cartier frames, but we saying specifically the, the, the style, white buffs, yeah, like the, the white sticks. That is only in Detroit. Mm-hmm. You will only see buffs in Detroit. If you see buffs anywhere else. You either got it from Detroit and you just visiting or it's fake, period. Yeah. The yeah. style of buffs that we got, it's like, if you see anybody else with that style, they got it from us because we literally brought it out. Like, I can't even explain it for right. real. It's like, I don't And Detroit know. is so special because, you know, we have foreign, like, we're one of those, you know, t- technological cities back in the 1900s. So we made this kind of shit. All right, so... Let's backtrack a little bit because I know you jump into SB, SOB and RBE and, you know, they are one of the groups that are accused of blatantly stealing from Detroit yes, artists and, yes, their, and their culture. Yes. But you said something interesting and you said how you love Detroit music because of how raw and real it is. Do you think part of the reason why Detroit has yet to get the buzz that it probably deserves is because of that very same style of being so real and so raw in their music. Yes. And it's not just that Detroit been hating on for for years. Like it's more than just the music. Detroit Detroit literally has been shitting on because, you know, we're supposedly the most dangerous city. When and I'll admit when I used to grow up, I, I felt uncomfortable being in Detroit because of what my family told me. But when you go into Detroit it's really none of that. And the basic thing is, and somebody, um, one of the band game members, I think it's band game Lonnie, and he made a great point. He said that Detroit not really dangerous. You just, you're not supposed to be in shit that you're not supposed to be in. So basically, if you're not in a lot of shit, then you won't have no issues. So really, it's just more than just the music that's not attracting people to Detroit. It's just the whole stigma about Detroit. Another thing that I want to say about, like, Detroit artists, too, though, that we kind of do need a change in a way. It's like we don't really reach out to, like, other people or, like, different, like, mm-hmm. markets and stuff like that. Like, we literally don't try to do that. I can attest like, to that. Yeah, like, Detroit artists only like messing with cities. 
that mess with us. Like, you have to branch out to other cities that don't know about y'all. You get what I'm saying? I get like, the only cities they'll, like, go to, they'll go to, like, a city in Ohio. They'll go to, like, Milwaukee. Then they'll go to the Bay. Chicago? They no, Chicago? they don't go to Chicago. Wow. They go to, like, the Bay, Milwaukee, and Ohio. Or they'll go to, like, some small city somewhere else where they know about Detroit music. And then that's that, them the only places they go. They but actually they go to the Bay? They go to the Bay. The Bay really loves Detroit music. Like, like you can hear, well, you it. Know what like you hear it in the similarity. Yeah, they, but to be really honest, like though, Detroit since music. you mentioned that, I mean, we can't really blame them because... If, yeah, we if, can't blame but them. But my thing is, like, if, if we go to these places... Knowing that they're going to be embedded in our culture, then yeah. we can't really blame them. Yeah, no. we, we can't blame them for going, but SOBRBE, right? Yeah. They got all this different stuff going on. They hired in Detroit music. They doing all of this. They at, they in a real good position to make it right now. And that's because they did the steps they needed to do to go like market themselves, do this. They got features with Kendrick Lamar and stuff. You get what I'm saying? It's because they better at reaching out. If we was better at reaching out, I feel like more Detroit artists would be where SOBRBE is right now. You said two things that was interesting. The first thing you said was that they don't branch outside of their markets. And I can attest to that because being from Miami, right? think of Detroit artists, mm-hmm. I literally only think of Big Sean, Eminem, Trick Trick. <laughs> trick Trick. I'm dead. Yeah, that's that's Larry. a new one. <laughs> and the only, reason why, the only reason I knew Trick Trick because my mom, who is a huge hip like she loved hip hop. She low-key put me on to some of the Trick Trick couple songs and his old, old projects or whatever. And I'm like, oh, it's kind of tight. But mm-hmm. really, I just knew about Eminem and Big Sean. They were, mm-hmm. Those are the mainstream artists that came from Detroit. Mm-hmm. And so when I came over here, I'm hearing people like T Grizzly, um, Playboy Giovanni. Or, this payroll is, Giovanni. Pay, yeah, Payroll. Yeah. I say Payroll Giovanni. My bad. Please don't kill me. Payroll, <laughs> payroll doing his thing, though. Like, Payroll got to deal with Def Jam yeah. and stuff. Like He worked with Jeezy. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So like, I'm, being, I'm being put on all these Detroit artists. Now, and it's like, I would never hear these artists if I would stay back home in my mm-hmm. bubble. Because I know in Miami, I hear a lot of New York. I hear Atlanta. I hear the Bay. I even hear drill music. I came from Chirac. Ch- Chicago, sorry, Chicago. But like Detroit music, I've never in one day of my 22 years on earth before I came here, I've never heard it. Never heard it. So it's like, that is something you could say they Detroit artists could do better. But also, I would counter that by saying if the influence is that great, maybe they are reaching out behind the scenes and people are just taking it because they know that stigma that's on Detroit and that cloud, it doesn't matter. You, I just, yeah. you, you could say that, but then at the same time, if the whole Detroit messing with something, mm-hmm. somebody from another city is bound to see it. You get what I'm saying? Like, if the whole Detroit is like a big city, it got a lot of people. Yeah. So if somebody, if everybody in the city watched this video and it get like 100,000 views, 200,000 views, 300,000 views, somebody else from another city is going to see it. Like, that's just how, like, YouTube work with, like, Especially with social media now. Yeah, that's literally just how it works. So that's where I kind of feel like the other influences come from. Like, oh, what's this? Oh, this is sweet. Oh, they from Detroit? Dang, I like this. And then they kind of just like hop on it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And that's when they don't have to give credit to those people who influenced that. I know there was a couple instances where there's even rappers mm-hmm. taking lines from a uh, he's a he's a Detroit artist. He passed away a couple of years ago. I, Dex Osama. Yeah, Dex they're Osama. taking his literal lines. Yeah. Oh, that one song they took that dude from the Batman. I, I, I think they took the whole song. song. The whole entire song, song. bro. 
Like literally the whole they entire even, song. They didn't pay homage. Nope. They didn't mention him. They didn't nope. credit him. They just took a whole song. The whole song, bro. So that's so it could you could you can look at it as the road the, the the color rose glasses were like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we ain't we, we Detroit as a whole could probably do more. Or you mm-hmm. can look at it as Detroit. I'm just gonna take this shit. That's how they looking at it. That's yeah. That's at. I think that's how they looking at it for sure. <laughs> And then with um, the SOB and the RBE thing, where like they literally go from the so- sounding to these Detroit artists to looking like these Detroit, these yeah, Detroit bro, artists. It's crazy, bro. Me, some, like I said, someone who's not from here, I would be first to think, oh, the Bay got this sound because mm-hmm. I'm more I'm more accustomed to hearing that back home mm-hmm. than first than hearing Detroit song. Mm-hmm. But then when I came here, that's why I wanted to talk to you guys because you guys know your shit and you're mm-hmm. passionate about this. You like, nah, nah, nah. This is where this is where all of this started. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know about some of the people you just named. This is my first time hearing about them. Yeah, like, bro, it's crazy. So it's like, so like, if the sound started in night in the late nineteen nineties, even um, you need money to make money or yeah, stretch money, yeah. stretch money, money. yeah, yeah. That that was a song I've never heard of. Like mm-hmm. that's the type of song I've never heard before. When, now when that's I think that's crazy because that's a classic. That's, that's classic. a classic in Detroit. Ooh, classic that's Detroit. Classic. That's like that's like the equivalent for me. Um, Piccolo, he, he's a he's an artist down there in Miami. Um, stick and roll or vibing, that's our classic. Yeah. So like, so if you don't know that, I don't blame you. Mm-hmm. But when I came here, now when I think of Detroit, that's all I I just I yeah. hear the chorus in my head. Or the one song, um, woke up to the radio. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Chill, 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 chill. I don't know that. Chill, chill, chill. Chill, chill. I don't know that. No, chill, chill. It's so. Put me yeah. on. It's but. just so much. It's like another thing I want to say too. It's like what she was saying with Blair Icewood when they started in like the early 2000s, yeah. like late 90s or whatever. It's like it started right there. You get what I'm saying? And it to me, bro, personally, personally, it didn't sound like nothing like the Bay because a lot of people would try to say that E40 came and then like Blair Icewood took that and like made some music, but it wasn't like that. No. It's like E40 made his song from the Bay. Blair literally sounded like his own type of artist, like it was just Detroit. Then it went from like Blair Icewood to like Stretch Money doing his song or yeah. whatever. Then it went from to Doughboy's yep, Cash to Out, Doughboy's Cash and then Out, the band gang, and then the band gang, and, and then Shrey Game, mm-hmm. and no, then obviously, no. yeah, and then like All Star Jr. Things. and then like DZ Sada Baby, and then it's you like, got Drago yeah. and Beano, and it's like, and it's like all of that. It's like raw Detroit music. Like you can literally hear the difference between the Detroit and then the Bay. You right. get what I'm saying? Yeah. So the fact that like the Bay is trying to come over and then take like that Detroit significance that we got, you get what I'm saying? Like the uniqueness that Detroit got, it's yeah. like, bro, y'all literally are the stealing de- our Detroit songs. music is like an umbrella effect. So when you have like Blade Icewood, Doughboy Cash Out, and the Band Gang, it's the same thing in the Bay where you have Mac Dre, E40, and then you have people like Problem, The Game, Snoop Dogg, um, Snoop Dogg, and, and, and the- YG. YG, YG. Yeah. G- oh, we we have to mention. You know, Dr. we Dre. talking like, like so, no, Dr. we yeah. talk about G-Funk rappers strictly is, in the Bay. Yeah, because those are like in Compton and other parts of California. We talking about in the Bay. I want I want to ask you guys this question. So I have a good understanding how Detroit hip hop music started, mm-hmm. but do you think people overlook Detroit significance in music in general? No, with. The whole entire soul movement with Marvin Gaye, the Supreme. No, nah, re- well, do you think people overlook that as well? Because I don't, you don't. Yeah. I hear those artists, but yeah. I never hear what Detroit actually meant to the whole entire music scene at that time. Yeah. Yes, to some extent. Like you made a great point. Like when people think of Detroit, they think of like Motown. Mm. Like um, I think his name is Ben Grady, Ben Grady, who started Motown Records, Aretha Franklin. Um, Diana Ross, people like that. So you do make a great point. 
of how, you know, when people think of Detroit, they don't think of Detroit, Detroit rappers. But Square, you also make a great point, too. And in terms of Detroit rappers need to reach out. And with me, I just think about it like you can't stay in Detroit forever. Like literally, you know, Detroit is your home, this mm-hmm. and that, yada, yada. But you can't really get that many opportunities in Detroit as you can in other places. That's why mm-hmm. Big Shine, he moved out of Detroit. Dej Lowe, she moved out of Detroit. Cash Down. Cash Down now is getting her credit. Yeah, you know, she know she branched doing. out, you know, from Detroit and now relocated in Atlanta. Okay. So from what I'm getting, it seems like to prosper in the music scene in Detroit, it's not kind of you saying you can't stay in Detroit. No, you can't. can't. You literally, okay. You can't stay in so Detroit. You, you know how, like, you got, like, Young Thug, Lil Baby, you got, like, Gunner, or, or, like, Mingos. Like, you got, ha <laughs> <facts. laughs> you, you got, like, all the Atlanta rappers, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And, like, everybody from Atlanta mess with them, so they get put on. You get what I'm saying? Gucci because, Man played yeah, a huge role yeah, in that. That's what I'm saying. You know how like Atlanta just support each other and stuff like that? Detroit don't have that. No. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Detroit does not no. have the support. Prime example, Bang Gang and Shred Gang, they have multiple beats, beefs. And I noticed that um, when they first came out, they didn't really mess with each other. But now it's like um, Shred Gang Moan and Bang Gang Lonnie, they done a couple songs together. So, so even stuff like that, like even the band, even the band game members and the shred game members just doing songs with each other, and then you have other people from they, Detroit coming in. They was it always creates cool unity. Though. That's what Atlanta rapper have. That's why Atlanta, as far as their place in the rap industry, is so prominent. Is because they have unity. Even even band gang and shred gang always was cool though. They was like the same group, except shred gang was like the people. That talked about more of like the crime stuff, and then Bang Gang was more like talking about the money stuff. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. They was always cool. Bang Gang and Share Gang always had beef for like Pablo, mm-hmm. and uh, they always used to fight and stuff with the beefs. Nah. But like the beefs, that's one thing in Detroit that's like crazy. Like, nah. I wanna, I wanna grab, uh, I wanna go off a point that you just said about unity in Atlanta. That's been going on since the Dungeon Family, literally, yes, literally. in Atlanta. CeeLo, CeeLo Green, yeah. Mm-hmm. CeeLo Green, Goody Mob, Outkast, Future's actually from there. Yes. I'm, I know I'm missing plenty of more artists. That it's so I, many, I, bro. So it's many really of them. Bro. They have projects. So they many, have projects. They have collab albums. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many people who came from there. Atlanta has always been rich in that they help everybody out. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say I don't see in Detroit. I'm just going off of what you guys tell me. But... Do you think it's any way? Do you think it's that climate of being against each other now is changing? Even even if it's just a little bit, like is it just is it still that way in Detroit right now? It's not really that bad now because everybody is kind of realizing that, but it's too late. Hmm. Like uh-huh. if if the rappers was doing this before they was beefing and stuff, like when Detroit rap was like is really it, really at its prime, like 2014, 15, yeah, when everybody was, was on it, like bro, what? Like we was hitting like mil- a million views. Mm. Like that's different when like a Detroit artist hit like a million views, you get what I'm saying? You hit a million views and then this other artist hit a million views too. And y'all both from Detroit, but y'all don't like each other just because of some petty stuff. So now y'all can't collab. But if y'all would have collabed, y'all would have went crazy. Y'all would have got yeah. five million plus uh-huh. views. And not everybody want to collab all of a sudden, but now it's too late. It's just not going to happen, bro. Doughboys was the only group, for real, to take advantage of, like, 
collabing kind of because they had like a lot of people or whatever and they took like they like they was in a prom and they like ran with it mm-hmm. like they ran they went it. to Atlanta got signed by Jeezy then got out that deal but was still cool with Jeezy and then a lot of them stopped rapping but then one of them kept rapping like consistently and all his music was good and now he got to deal with Def Jam mm. so it's like you okay. just got to be smart and so. that does happen a lot especially with um the Detroit rap groups if they just if they're meant to separate, they're just meant to separate. And I really give praise to Payroll Giovanni for still, you know, going at it with the rap game and then ending up with a deal with Def Jam. Huge props for him for that. And it's just really unity. We can also make a case um Florida, like Ski Mask and X are big, mm-hmm. you know, Pump and Smoke Perp, like all four of them. Even people like Denzel Curry, right. Wi-Fi mm-hmm. Funeral, yes. mm-hmm. all these Rest in peace, Exodus and Tashiyan, Kodak Black, all these even mainstream and mid-tier level rappers, they're all so cool with each other. They all help right. each other out. It, but um, you have one more point you want to make? Yeah, and then even if you want to think about it, like not even from like the same city type of thing, but like big artists that kind of come and swoop up artists that's not being heard. For example, J. Cole. J. Cole came and swooped up Earth Gang and then J.I.D. and then Boss and then now look, they going crazy oh, now. I know yeah. look, I know he's going to be a get off topic, but I love Earth Gang and J.I.D. is going to be a problem. Yes. That boy right there. Mm-hmm. And it's all because J. Cole came and swooped them up. I'm not, I'm the biggest J. Cole fan possible. And then when you look possible, at that situation too, but like, J. Cole, he's from um, North Carolina, which is not really known well, it is known for rap, like when you look at Petey Pablo, but like really. It's more than just Petey Pablo, yeah. but that's, that's a, that could be for another episode. But I wanted to say that even though I'm the biggest J. Cole fan, but J.I.D., the way he be rapping? Bro, he cold. He cold, bro. He cold. Once he, once he reaches potential, because he, he has this weird voice. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a real rapping voice, but it works for him. I've, it's like Young Thug. Mm-hmm. Young Thug has this yes. weird voice, but he make it work. J.I.D. is going to be. In five years, he's gonna be the best rapper. I call oh, that right facts. now. I believe. Call you, that right now. Because the idea is code. Code. Earth Gang. And I love Earth Gang. Earth Gang is fire. Boz, fire. And Cause, they be collabing. Cause fire. Mm-hmm. Arena Lennox. Oh, sorry. We might have to have a discussion. Who's the better? Who has the better label in terms of talent? Drake or J Cole? Oh, J. Okay. Mm. Mm. <laughs> what about TDE? No, art, artist who runs the label. TDE isn't run by K. Kendrick? I thought no, it was. No, no, it's Punch. I really Day, I really thought that he ran TDE. Day, no, no. Day Free and Punch are the presidents of TDE. So Kendrick Lamar, you just he's an artist that signed? He's an artist that signed. He, he, that's not even his record label at all. He's just a part of it. Oh. With Abso, with J-Rock, with um, SZA, with... Who, who else am I missing? Who, I'm, not, I'm not missing somebody. Isaiah Rashad? Isaiah Rashad. With Sid. With Sir. Sorry, Sir. And, and a lot more. Like, they, he just, uh, he's under the umbrella. He's not the top man. He's oh. just that top rapper. So, yeah, who has the better artist around the record in terms of talent? J. Cole or Drake? Because Drake has Party Next mm-hmm. Door, Division, Madrid Jordan. Those are, those are his top three. I would say J. Cole, just because I know this with OVO. Drake doesn't really go hard for his signings like I think he should. Like, I know this would be. He take part, their music. Yeah, like, well, that. But also, I, but also I've been saying, like, they don't really drop that music as much as they should. Like, especially with Party. Like, I feel like Party kind of declined a little bit. No, Party. With his music. Everybody took Party style. Bryson Tiller, oh. Tory Lanez. They, they, all, they, all, they all came from that one umbrella. Right. 
Drake Drake hopped on that wave that for a while. What wave did Drake not that hop on? Like, he literally take everything party, and then do it better than the party person who made it. Party came in with that. What was his first album? His first project, Party Next Door, and self name, and that's a sound that you didn't hear in R and B ever. R and B ever for a whole two year period. Girls made they top made they display name party gets me wetter on Twitter. That shit was annoying. <laughs> like, come on. So, like, when he came out with that, and that's when Bryson Tiller came along, Tory Lanez, some of these newer R&B acts, they came in here and just came, came, created that sound and or flesh it out even more. You hear Travis Scott goes in there sometimes. Yeah. Drake goes in there yeah, damn near all the time. Now, he yeah. take, like, come on. So, like, party... When people say party fall off, I kind of don't like that because he did give us Colors 2 last year. He gave us practically an anthem, Freaking You. That song was fire. Mm -hmm. Drake tried to do a remix, and usually when Drake does a remix to your song, it's not yours anymore. His remix was nothing compared to the original. (laughs) (laughs) That boy put him in. You see that video? Like Parsley? He sprinkled that shit like parsley. It'd it be so unnecessary too. It'd be worse. I don't even have an E in it. He just. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like, yeah. So like, when that song Freaking You came out, Drake did the remix. People like, wasn't messing with it. The, the original was just so good that he dropped his project where he changed his sound. It was a new sound. That's why I think people weren't comfortable with it. Cause like, this is not the same man who made Recognize. Mm-hmm. Look at think of part. Look, think of P three, the um the last of the Starmus of um, of um the Party Next Door series tr- trilogy. It was a a new sound he was trying to go towards. It didn't pan out. He wrote on that Jamaican um the, no, sorry the dance hall wave that everybody was on at that time period. Yeah. Like I swear to God, everybody had a Jamaican auntie, sister, brother. Somebody was Jamaican in their family. <laughs> but like it didn't it didn't work out. But so he he's trying to evolve as an artist. And sometimes he's one of those artists like Wale, where when they try to evolve, us as fans, like, no, nah, don't do that. We like you for who right. you are. And there's certain people like Kendrick, who has evolved as an artist. Look at Mac Miller, rest in peace. Yes. He kept evolving as an artist yes. and we allowed him to. Some people still hold Wale to his very first album, Attention Deficit. Like, no, nah, we want that Wale back. And Wale, like, I'm trying to be better. Yeah. I'm trying to be a different artist. But, you know, back to the point, I think J. Cole has a better record label in terms of talent. Period. Yeah, in terms of talent and support. Oh, and support? He's a way better record label yes. president. That's period. what I'm saying about Drake. Drake doesn't necessarily give as much support as he should to his label mates. And I don't think that's right. If I was somebody because who didn't pay attention to that. Because people would know who Division or Magic Jordan even is. Yeah, that's all I was finna oh, say. Oh, I, I was tripping. I forgot about Roy Woods. He signed to um, yeah. OVO. But you when never, I went you to this concert, like, much either, nobody though, knew who he was. Like you, It was like dead silent when he was singing. His album Say Less dead was actually silent. really good. People it was dead know. silent so in the cold, arena man. because nobody knew who Roy Woods was. That's what I'm saying. Like, come on, man. As, as I, went, I mean, you letting this dude open for your tour. He's supposed to be on your label. Like, that's, I'm telling that's Drake, not right. I'm telling you, have you heard the story where Madrid Jordan was literally locked up in the um the studio? They were making songs and every Drake would come in and say, nah, that's not it. Until it came to um Hold on, I'm coming home. When that song came out, Drake like, this the one. He just hopped on it, put him on a feature, and that's it. They were in they were in the studio for a couple days. Wow. 
that's dedication right there. Um, that, that's dedication <laughs> or just like the fear of, of this is your one shot and you just can't blow it. Especially when it comes to the biggest artist in the game, you just can't blow it. Look at Party. Like when Jay, when Joe Budden came in and dissed him about, you, we all want party music, but you keep t- taking party music from, from Party album. Woo. It's a bar. <laughs> just kill like and it was true because at some point you heard you heard Drake new R and B songs, you like, I low key can hear party on this. Jungle, I can hear party on that beat all day. Company with that Travis Scott song all around that time, if you read this is too late, I can hear party next door all on that beat. Party Killing was initially it. supposed to be on Rihanna's song Work. Yeah. He didn't was it wasn't this he wrote that song. Yeah, he wrote that song. The he, reference he track came song. out. The reference track is better than the original. Period. Drake is just, I want to call, I don't want to call him a vulture. That's implying that he doesn't give anything to the culture and stuff like that. And he's, I, I don't, I don't want to go there, but man, he know he is a, a predator in the sense that he knows what he's looking for and he's not willing to go, he's willing to go any length to get his bottom line, which is his profit, his money. And he gets it. And that's smart. Period. J. Cole, on the other hand, oh, this man, he, 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 um, he pushing for his artists on Twitter. I went to his concert in Miami this past summer. He came out. This man was like the biggest cheerleader for Earth Gang when he was introducing them. He's on stage like, y'all give it up to Earth Gang. You hear, like, you know, Miami people always late. (laughs) Miami always late. So, like, it was like over just a couple hundred we was got there, but you... Everybody was screaming. Everybody knew who Earth Gang was. People were singing along to their songs. And then when the crowd fell out, when on their last song, they performed two new songs... I'm going to tell you this right now. The upcoming project is going to be fire. Those two new songs they performed, they had people like, hold up. This shit, man. <laughs> this Earth Gang, you said people were looking up. Like, in my section, people were looking up their album on the spot, trying to trying to listen to it. He came out, he, 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 um, he came out caping for um, Boz, who just released the album Milky Way. Mm-hmm. Arena Lennox, he, he come out clapping, for, um, caping for her. She has a pro. She just released a new song called Rip Cream. Now he's doing that for... Um, who is it? J.I.D., who's supposed to drop an album this sometime this month or soon this year. This man, I don't know. I love J. Cole. I think J. Cole just, you ask me, I think J. Cole's the best in the game. Yeah, she's very authentic. He and... definitely is, and nobody is better than J. Cole. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so we're wrapping it up <laughs> with that. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I got some lines for you, dog. <laughs> Speaking of lines. I got some lines for you, dog. Now, I know last week we mentioned there are some terrible, some of our favorite rappers have some terrible lines. Really, really bad lines. And in the case of J. Cole, man, this man had a line where he said, I let you feel like you the shit, but you can't outfart me. <laughs> See, no, that wasn't J. Cole. That was, uh, that was, uh, that was his Are brother. Sure? That was his brother. That was his, uh, his sure? clone. You know, they out here cloning people. You know what I'm saying? This man said Cole heating up. Like they left over lasagna. <laughs> okay, J. Cole's lyrics might be bad, but you ain't never hear um, Big Sean's. Oh, my goodness. Like. Big Sean has so many terrible lyrics. Coochie's so good, never put it in your butt. That's exactly what he Not said. Not even that, but she's doing <laughs> tricks with her I guess she's a magician. God. Two girls is breast to breast to breast to breast. <laughs> 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 On behalf of Detroit, 
No, y'all take this L. No, y'all take this L. No. Wait, we, there's more. We want to pass Big Sean over to the Virginians. <laughs> there's more. She used to we tell me about her old Brown. man, you we know, sex stories. <laughs> and how she used to have a dildo, you know, toy stories. Oh, I remember that line. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. I sock you out your socks. <laughs> I don't give a ter- about no feelings. I ain't no dentist. <laughs> no, nah, nah, Big Sean, Big Sean is like he a punchline rapper. So I understand that sometimes he gonna say some real corny shit. But man, that's some real corny shit right there. <laughs> yeah, we want to pass J Cole down to the Floridians. The Floridians. So. Actually, I take him. I take him over Pump any day. Little Pump is so trash. He got the new song with Lil Uzi, multimillionaire trash. Straight. Trash. Dang. You're such a. F- I, I love it. Yeah, I kick you out right now, dog. Like, you're such a f- <laughs> I mean, like, Kanye verse. He ain't say shit important, but that flow. He, he did not say nothing important, but that just catchy as <laughs> yeah, What? That is catchy. I'm bro. sick. The video is so bad, though. It was terrible. And this SNL performance, even worse. But um, I, like, we gonna get to we gonna get to. <laughs> All right, cause I got something to say about that. But bro. you know, I really want to get into Young Thug, cause man, this was originally supposed to be about Little Wayne, mm-hmm. but man, Young Thug has taken the cake, cause there's a lot of questionable shit this man has said, plenty of them. Like, just get into it, Laura. So there's a song called "Miss You," and I believe it was released on Barter Six, and just listen to it. I miss you. I want to kiss you. I wouldn't be care. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> What's the rise? <laughs> he went AAB. What the? <laughs> Bro, why? Bro, why? Bro, no, he just, I, I miss you. I kiss you. Care. I really want to kiss you, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Soldier boy. <laughs> yeah, he really should have took some notes from him. Oh, man. Um, I've been flooded out my Jesus, bitch. I want your piece of little Caesars, bitch. Boy, I'll leave you dead and call it, wait for it, dedication. Dedication. <laughs> <laughs> he said that. You know, he said last, that in the song. You know, last week, <laughs> last week I was big up at Young Thug because... The way he uses his voice is truly amazing. But that just hides the fact all the terrible shit he says. He literally uses his voice to literally block all the bull. Literally. Because I'm looking through one song right now, and there's so much stuff I can say. I put the crack in my crack. I put that crack in my crack. What? You put it in what? Are you okay? You put it in what? I know you got more. I know you got no, it's, there, it's, there was too many. No. It's so I wanna say one more. One more. Woo, y'all ready? I'm ready, man. Ready ready. I'm ready. These <laughs> is tighter than the wedgie Ouija. What is that? <laughs> what do you mean? A wedgie Ouija? <laughs> what do you mean, wedgie Ouija? What is Ouija? <laughs> Why did you say Ouija? <laughs> he literally said it so it can rhyme. Well, he said, feed me, <laughs> feed me. Ouija. Ouija. A wedgie Ouija. Literally. Like, bro, what are you doing? How? It's sad. <laughs> I know you got more. Please. It's just it's just so sad. <laughs> I know you got more, Lori. Okay, um, moving more. on from Young Thug, y'all need to listen to these Lil Wayne lyrics. Oh, you really want to get the Lil Wayne? Oh, my goodness. No, we need to say these lyrics. This man said, she said my d- could be the next black president. 
Me, your ass's grass, get a lawn chair. <laughs> <laughs> get a lawn chair. Wow. Oh, no, this one is the um the kicker right here. That bowl is, that's Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> that's Chick-fil-A. It's a Chick-fil-A chicken. Gosh. I mean, Chick-fil-A is good, but damn, it's, <laughs> I, is I've it I've never had Chick-fil-A. I've never had Chick-fil-A. Oh, my, i never had it before. Chick-fil-A is good. I mean, it's a tad it's, bit it's overrated, overrated, but when it's you have it, it's, 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 it's good quality. It's literally the it's most overrated chicken. restaurant ever. Oh, wait, I oh, got man. another one. I got another one. Got a scope on the pistol. Give your ass fresh breath. Wayne. What? what do you say about that, bro? Like, what, like how do you know, respond to that? I just want to know how the producers was looking at them when they said this shit. Hey, you know, you know one thing I did notice, though? Wayne bad lines just be funny. They funny. Like, they just funny. Yeah. Big Sean bad line just leave you like, what the f***? Bro, like, just just a, just imagine you walking down the street and somebody come up to you and say that. And you like, huh? Like, what you talking about? Like, But, you know, we go to Lil Wayne for those terrible lines to not talk about a triumphant moment for Lil Wayne. I don't know about y'all, but that album in its totality was worth the wait. Definitely, it was, it it was worth the wait. It is definitely one of the best projects to drop this year. I won't go that far. It Me is. either. It I'm, not going that far. I'm still it's, waiting. It's honestly, three. what top? I'm, I'm what? Still waiting. It's top three. What's your top three? No, it's not. What's your top three? To say hard. top three, that's hard. That's to say hard. top three, I can tell you my top two. What's your top? Uh, so, I mean, if Wayne's in your top three, because my third is gonna take you for me, but it's for sure like KOD and then Lil Wayne album. I'm sorry, it's too sweet, bro. Did you like listen to it for real? I've like, heard, heard it for real. seven times, so I could do this. Second. And like, and like, literally, it's not one week song. It's not one week bar. Every single. Thing. Like every single Square, song I'm gonna vibe. have to disagree. Like, I'm gonna have to disagree. Now, with that. what I would say about Lil Wayne's album, I do like how it's a combination of old and new. And it had a message. Lil too. Wayne is not. Lil Wayne is not. You know, completely falling off, but he's not losing himself at the same time. Um, the last song. Let it off, the last. <laughs> what? Now my third a toss up. I can't tell you that right now. The last no, song, I, Let It Work I'm, Out, is probably year, his best though? song. I like, wouldn't this even year? put that in my top 15. Like, like what? Are not you even serious? top 10? No. Okay, not, I, not Stevenson tripping. Okay. I'm talking, like, if you said, you said album, if you talk, like, I'm, this year. This, this year, year. If you're talking, like, if we call both hip-hop and R&B, it's not in my top 15. I would put it oh. in my top 10. No, honestly, I would. No, I, I can't. I, if you say it's an album that is worth the wait, then it's got to be top 10. It just makes sense to me. I could say KOD's better. Pusha T album was better. Astroworld. I think KOD Astroworld a little was, way album on the same level. No. Would you say, Astroworld is would better. Would you say Queen is better? I, no. Oh, Astroworld, hell no. Bro, Astroworld <laughs> is not that culture. Hell no. Hell no. Astroworld is not that culture, I put Astroworld. I put Scorpion. Even though I even think Scorpion was, was that good. You would put Scorpion over Lil Wayne album? I would. Come on, nah. Okay, no, no, no. I, I take that nah. back. Yeah, you're right. You, they're, they're probably in the same place. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even put Astro World over Lil Wayne album. No, I would put Astro no, World over Lil Wayne. From Mac, start to finish, yeah, Astro World is like a complete, yeah. like work of art. Lil Wayne, bro. Yes, Lil Wayne junk is too. Like what no, you it's mean? Not. Yes, it is. Where a lot level. of the songs could have been written in 2014. The song with Travis Scott, that was literally made in 2014 yeah. it didn't drop four years later what that so just because the song just because they didn't the make whole, the song you in gotta 2018 think about it. it's no, not a good song every, no, 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 no. every time we move in a year of music the the way music is supposed to sound is different 
Like shit that's supposed to sound in 2018 doesn't sound like shit that's supposed to sound so in 2014. So you tell me that Travis Scott song sound like it was actually made in 2014? Yes. yes. To me, it don't. It, yeah, to me, it, it sounds appropriate for this time. Bro. Yes. No, you, you can tell that song is old because his voice and that song doesn't sound the way it does now. Dark side. But what about yeah. the actual Even song though? Like the actual song, the beat, like, like, like the actual it's actually appropriate for like 2018. Not, yeah, like, but the, if you're talking about the content. Maybe yes, it is. But the but you can tell there's aspects of that song where it does sound dated from nah, his voice from, so. from Travis Scott's voice because Travis Scott was st- I won't say he was a novice with, with using um his voice with the auto tunes and all the effects, but now he got that shit down to a T. Yeah, he has the it's science perfect. perfectly down. You can tell back then he was still experimenting, still trying to find that perfect middle ground where it's not too overbearing to the listener but it gives you a good in- ex- so experience what, what's your top three albums top my For, top three year, albums yeah I'm, I'm curious I would put okay no, in no order so far as KOD Don't Care For You Don't Care For Me by Saba and Dear Annie by Rajin Snow yeah, you diverse with that. Um, for me, that, that's only hip hop. If if I was to put an R and B album, I would replace Rajin Snow, Dear Annie, which is a great album, with um, Hive Mind by the Internet. Can we do hip hop mixed with R and B? Yeah. My top three is hmm, Kod, Astral World, and I'm going with Isolation. I just love Isolation yeah. when it first came. But y'all, yeah, so I was saying, so like y'all listen to a lot of R and B. Y'all listen to uh, Cali Uchis. Yeah. Yes, Isolation I is love so Cali. she's beautiful. Good. Bro, she is. She's beautiful. She Georgia is. Smith's I'm album it all. was good. Too. <laughs> I'm risking it facts, all. Facts. It don't even matter. Like any it's, girl, it's, any girl who try, who claim me, I'm not claiming you right now though. <laughs> I'm, I'm not claiming you. Risk she is all. so fun. I'm making her a single mother. But <laughs> oh. hey. hey, but do what yeah. you gotta do. But yeah, so I would say I would say KOD is better than. Little Wayne's album. I, I would think say it's on the same Astro scale. World would be better than K- than Kendrick's album. Astro, I, would say, I wasn't really like a big fan of Astro World, but crazy. I'm not a big Travis fan either. Okay, that makes like sense. that type of music. It's not like it's it's good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's, it's like not, hard to get into. It's what not, I, it's not something it. I could just like cut on. What you I, know what I'm saying? I what but if somebody would, cut it on, I really vibe yeah, to it. Yeah. What I would say that I wouldn't say it's the number one album of the year because Travis Scott also does have very questionable lines. Oh, but yeah. besides his lyrics, everything else done in that album to the delivery, like to the, the production, production, the production is crazy. His, his I can't flows, lie, the production is great. Bro. The very kinds of music you go from sicko mode, where the transition from one beat to another to the same beat he introduced in the beginning, it all sounded like one. To his song with them, the weekend, but he had two weekend features. None of those songs sounded alike. Yo, Smite. and that's when yo, yo, yeah, with um Gunner, Gunner, Nav, that bang. And that's when him I and Gun, that. Travis Scott and Gunner was going back and forth. It took me a minute to realize. It wasn't the same. It wasn't one person singing that lyric throughout. It was interchanging. Mm-hmm. Then you go to a seven. What was it? One percent. One percent tent. Mm-hmm. But it yeah, sounded like yeah. just so Houston. Like that album was so varied in sound. Stop it, trying to be guys. Yeah, stop trying to be. Gu- I never expect a song like that from Travis. That that kind of. Will you deep hear that harmonica? Oh my goodness! Y'all, like, y'all don't think Lil Wayne album was diverse like that, bro? No, I, I kind of think it was though. No. Like I sat there and listened to like every song. Like, no, one beginning to end, and it was like I didn't this that this. I didn't like, feel that you because uh, there's because the album was 23 songs long it's an hour and a half to listen yeah as expected there's a down period where the energy isn't kept up because it's, it's a really long album mm-hmm. yep so like from songs track 12 to like 17 18 ish those were sweet to me 
I'm not saying they're bad, but like if you listen to a whole album from front to yeah. back, those where you gonna kind of like, damn, this shit still, damn, like, this, this shit still, still playing. Like I was looking at my phone, like I still listen to this what shit. What y'all think about the song with X? I love it. I love Stevenson, it. bro. I love it. It's a very, it's a very emotional song, it, especially when you hear X vocals and he's telling you don't cry, and you're like, damn. Imagine what this man could have made if he was still here. But to make that as the first song you hear after that intro, I was expecting like this deep, very personal album. Once I hear Don't Cry, your your very first song after the intro. You made a great point, Stevenson. In a way, it was to me. Like, I feel like I feel like he didn't want to introduce that like too early into it like he just kind of gave you like a, a little like a little introduction of like what might come then he kind of bring it upbeat to let uh, no he still got it uh, yeah, yeah. then he kind of like went back into it then he, he like switched it up and yeah. then at the end it all came together to like an upbeat positive song but it was about like something that was serious is, like, yeah. I don't know I, I, that's I, how I, that's I, how I, I think about it I was gonna get to that because when I heard that song I'm like oh like Wayne really about to tell us a story mm-hmm. And there was, of course, there's instances where it's right there. Don't cry. Mona Lisa. Where it really... Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa. And so you have my favorite song on the album, which is um, Let It All Work Out. I love that song. Then you have Dedicate, where he's literally sunning all these rappers. That's like, I am your son. But the way he went about about it, I didn't like. Because he only held it to face tattoos and game banging. When really, we can argue Wayne changed how artists make music in general. He he should have mentioned like the lines, the lyrics. Let's just talk about solely uh, his his impact on music. Because he went so surface level on that Dedicate song, which is still a great song. Wayne's rapping is top tier. Yes. The songs may not, to me, may not sound all nice to the ear. But rapping wise, mm-hmm. this man has not lost it at all. No, none. The bars were still there. The flows were still there. He she was changed on dedicate. This man was rapping like every two bars, like boom, 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 punch after punchline. I'm like, Shh, that's old Wayne right there. Then he switched it up to Up War, like a, it's a pure New York song. Mm-hmm. This man is just not even doing. The beat is all the beat alone is crazy. He's not yes. even doing too much with it. He's Still not. killed it. Let it let the let it all work out. A very personal song. He he starts off very slow, lets you hear every word, and he does the flow change in the middle of that verse, in every in all the verses. He tells he he went to that little more fast-paced flow, breaks it down. That's when he goes to his last verse, was really upbeat, and he's really getting really personal. He broke that off. His rap is still top tier. At this point. There's not many people I can say rap better than Lil Wayne. I don't, bro. I don't really. No. I personally don't think like anybody could like rap better than like Lil Wayne, I except can, for like people that you know, like I would like say an Eminem now, type a Jay-Z, person, yeah, like a Jay Z, like a yeah. Ghostface Killer. Yeah, yeah, but he up Stop. there with yeah, them. He's with them. Like anybody, kind of like now in like the present time, trying to like you not mess with Lil Wayne. You're bro. not. So so like you can put him up with these rappers that. When we say, oh, yeah, he can rap. He rapping like Jay-Z. You say Lil Wayne mm-hmm. up there. You're like, yeah, you're right. He rapping like Scarface. Oh, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Q-Tip. Oh, yeah, he, he right up there. He, he so like, If we I, could make a rap Mount Rushmore, Lil Wayne <laughs> yeah. would be the first person. Well, I don't know about not that. Not the first. Not, he's not the first. He's... He an honorable mention. He, he's a, he's, a he's nom- going to be one of those people. No, I don't he's think so. He's an honorable mention. I don't mention. think so. He's a, he's a nominee. Because there's just four yeah. people. That's and there's a lot of people who impact hip hop. Let's th- let's think about Rock Kim. Rock Kim 
had, was a great influence on hip hop, especially yeah. Nas, that whole New York sound. Like we can go back to KRS One. We can go back to um, Run DMC, the Beastie Boys, and not, DJ. Not, like, not to not to sound like too cliche or whatever, but you you got to put either Tupac or Biggie big, on there. Like you got you, you literally have to. Like you can't yeah. not put. You got to put Jay Z. You got to put Wu Jay Z. You got you got to. There's there's so many groups and artists that come that that you think of along with Lil Wayne. It's hard to even put four and I can say he's the first that's kind of wild mm-hmm. but you but you you what you what I can say is you can't leave Wayne out the conversation yeah which well, is he's an honorable mention Little is Wayne not, to he, me he's not just he, he has to be mentioned yeah Little Wayne to me he created a big shift in hip hop that I think of course. nobody he did. else he did. can't that's how I was besides saying. him let's not look at what he mentioned face tattoos and game banging he did way more than that no. he did this man he did way more than that he pushed hip hop Lil Wayne was tripping <laughs> yeah besides LL Cool J who pushed hip who became hip hop first um, superstar Lil Wayne put, made, really made hip hop mainstream yes. especially in those 2000s mm-hmm. When he was on that tear from the card, what was it? The, the Carter Three, correct? Yes, it did. I think it was the Carter Three. That was in 07. 07? Yeah, 07. Yeah. So from the Carter Three to from around 2006, 2004. But what about to, the other first no, no, Carters? No, I, 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 those, those, are, those, are, those are variable too. I'm talking about mainstream rides. Oh, okay. When that, around that time, 2006, 2007 to like 2011, 12. Wayne was everywhere. The only song I know from this thing, let it rock, let it rock, let it rock. This man was on country songs. Mm-hmm. This man was on pop songs, pop ballads. He was on everything. He made hip-hop so profitable, so recognized just by his presence alone. Now on top of how he changed music with him not even writing. Doesn't write none of his shit. He freestyles. Yep. Every lyric, every bar, every song, every future, freestyle. Everything. Think about the flows flows he introduced. The way he says the way he structured his music. Yep. This man has made an impact on hip hop far more than what he talked about face tattoos and game banking. By far. He did a lot that was my only problem with the song Dedicate. Even though Wayne rapping is top tier, the certain aspects of the song of the of that album was it is kind of boring. Or like you think the album more? No, no, no. Uh, it gets kind of boring. You think so? Yeah. It, it did. Like, towards the middle of the album, it did get boring. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe I was when like, when you really into think it about real, it, the first like, eight songs, yeah, like, I don't know. the first Look, I, eight songs is up there. Then towards the middle, it's just like, uh. Yeah, because, and part of that is because not because the songs were bad, because the album is so long. Yeah, it is a long album, and like now, people don't really listen yeah. to albums that long. Like, 23 songs, but it's, like, it's come a lot. On. It's an hour and a half to listen to. Yeah, that's bro. a whole movie. That is. So, so, <laughs> and so that's when, as an artist, and because we're not seeing anything, we're only listening to something, at some point as a listener, you're going to tune out. Even if you're like the most detailed listener, you're going to tune out a bit because the song, it keeps dragging on. Mm-hmm. And then to make up for that, you have to add more amped up songs or hype songs to say, to keep the energy going. But then you lose the substance of an album if you do that. That's why I don't, I'm not a fan of these long, long ass albums because you have to put a lot of like hype songs in there. But then what we're going to say, what you talking about? Especially Wayne. We're going to look at Wayne like, man, all these men do was, was getting crunk 24-7 on the album. <laughs> so, and one thing I didn't, uh, one thing I would say about this album, though, is thera- it's therapeutic putic for Wayne. It is. It is. A it lot is. of the songs on that album had a piano playing in it. Damn near every song. Now, it might have been a whole different meaning when the album was created four years, four t- 
what was it, like five years ago? Yeah. Because I remember in um, Carter Three was similar, with especially that Bruno Mars song Mirror. Yeah. The piano was very evident there. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I say it's therapeutic now because it's just something about just keep hearing it in every song where it's like, man, he finally feels free. He feels like he's at peace. He won his label situation. He got his money. Drake and Nicki Minaj are not completely under him. There's two people who he brought up to this game, raised and made stars. He has, he every every adversity he's came through, even the last song, let the let it all work out. When he talked about, at what was it? When was it? He was 10 or 12. One of those. How was he? Wait, when he shot himself. No, that wasn't. 12. He was 12? Yes. I thought they were talking about that one time. No, like he actually is true. He actually shot himself. Yeah, he shot himself. Yeah, I, I know that, yeah. but I thought they were talking. Remember, it was a while ago, bro. They said something about him shooting himself, and it was like a few years ago. Like it wasn't that long ago. I uh, thought he was talking about that situation. No, no, he was talking about when he was a kid. Mm. He was like, he was a preteen. And he told that whole story that he was in he pain. He was 12 when he did it. And he wanted to commit suicide. Call his auntie, because nobody was there. He hung up, and he still felt like he had to do it. At 12 years old. Yeah. That shit made me I remember cry. I, I, I think 12. I watched a documentary, and I that's when I first heard it. At 12 years old, he felt so much pain. He wanted to die. That's crazy. That's And look at him now. Like, 30, I, 37 years all old. All this time, I thought it was just an accident. Mm-hmm. No, he wanted to die. He pointed the heart at his, he pointed the gun at his heart and shot it. Like, like that's like that's crazy. Like when I heard when I first heard that song, that that line, I was, I literally I paused the song, and I thought about it. Like, man, you that young and you wanted to end it all. At twelve. At twelve years old, you wrote a letter, because he said in the beginning, I'm I'm trying to find you in the mirror, but all I find is this this letter that you never finish in red. Sound like a suicide note. At twelve, like, wh- like what? I mean, this in the, in, in the most genuine way. What was going on at that time that made you feel like that? I mean, you have to look at where he's from. He's yeah, from, he's from Hollygrove. Exactly, I you know, know that. a place where a lot of shit goes on. And for that to feel like. That's powerful. At 12, at 12 years old. Yeah, exactly. At 12, you're at, not even thinking about that. Like, man, you're not 12. even, you're not even like, bro, Dude, you, that's not even like a, a possibility for real. Uh, like, that's not even a thought process. Yeah, that's not even a thought process. <laughs> it's not. It's not, bro. bro. At 12 years old, I'm worried about coming home and watching Brandy and Mr. Whiskers on Disney Channel. I swear, trying to get home and eat because the lunch wasn't enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming home. I'm telling my mom I finished my homework knowing I'm lying. When I'm trying to watch Disney Channel, That's So Raven and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to play the game. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah, trying to play my Xbox. Exactly. Yeah. Trying right. to play the game. Like, at 12 years old, to just I'm have trying. I'm trying to go play ball feelings? with the boys. Mm-hmm. He wanted to die. It's a lot. This was my favorite line. This is one of my favorite lines from Little Wayne of all time. And and the very end of that verse, when he told that whole story, I'm already like low key crying. And he said, "As I was done, I didn't die, but I was dying. God came and we talked about it. He sold me another life, and he turns out he made a profit. Bang! And you hear that triumphant chorus that you just kept repeating at at 
every time it came up and the piano pay the piano double time and went faster and you hear them and you hear more layers under the beef the drums the um there was no eight, there wasn't really any 808s but it was just a little kicking in there and you just heard like you hear that trumpet like he overcame all those demons to where he is now does not even count the fact what Birdman put him through right that ain't kind of like all the seizures he had to go over when he almost lost his life a couple years ago. He was in uh, over a seizure because he was drinking too much lean. Just that alone, like come on, that was the, that's the Wayne I've always loved. Like I've that's the Wayne way I would proudly say he's one of the best rappers ever. And that's a certain song like the song with Nicki Minaj. I didn't like that song. It just I just didn't. I you, you try you to tell like me that song? No, I didn't. I think it was good. She gonna rap and she no, was no, singing. No, 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 wait, no, wait. Shoot. No, 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 wait. You did me a favor. Look, look, Nikki can sing. Yeah, she can. I w- I'm actually not against the idea of hearing a, a whole Nikki album, like eight to 12 songs of her singing. Cause I, she can sing really well. That surprised me. But I think the overall, the song was just, it, it, was, it wasn't anything too crazy. Especially to me, the song sounded like something I would hear a couple years ago. Cause that's not that's not the way R and B, especially these new R and B hip hop songs, are going right now. No, they're not. Definitely not. So if it came out three, two, three years ago, at, at least I would probably feel so different about it. But now it kind of sounds seems old. But overall, the Wayne album, I would say, if you say the Wayne album's trash, you a hater. Period. It's not. It's no. And period. But no, just people who I, I want to go a little bit off track. Just people who say that certain albums are trash. It's like what. The do you want <laughs> I really want to ask because it's like somebody like Lil Wayne when you listen to that last song he's literally pouring out his whole f- life in that song and you just gonna say it's trash it just it's just it, it's so much music you can listen to if you want to listen to some garbage mumble bullshit you can listen to 6ix9ine and Lil Pump even though I like them and I know that came off weird but in a sense, it is kind of garbage. I know you, you just say six now. <laughs> yes, I did. You just acknowledged he garbage, and then you you love yes, six now. Yes, I did. I did. I I like garbage shit sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I listen, man, gosh, you been insane. Like garbage. Sometimes I just want li- like, to like with all the shit more. that I be I just going through some in more my shit. Day, some more with, with all the shit I want to be going through in my life. Sometimes I don't want to listen to that J. Cole. I want to listen to some garbage shit when I really want to get really hype. I want to listen to that. But then there's times when I want to listen to the real shit and I go to J. Cole, I go to Kendrick, I go to Drake, and I go to Lil Wayne. Whoa, 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 Drake whoa, not real. Whoa, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, Drake actually, Drake, Drake, Drake be saying some real shit. Drake, literally, he, Drake has literally, literally been making the same type of music since Take Care. Every subject, every song has the works. same subject matter. It's it works not, for Drake. Not anymore. It is. It's, it's not working anymore. It's yes, working. it is. It's no, working. It's working. It's going to work because he's joking. Okay, okay, wait. No, and people can still sense? call his lyrics. And people can still call his lyrics. Success, then money. It's working. Like, it works. It works, bro. Drake, okay. Drake has not fell off. He has not He really off, hasn't. Like, the quality of his music that's and stuff what, like that. That's what I'm going towards. That's what yeah, I'm going towards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The quality of his music is not the same. You could, you could, like, you could say that because, like, I agree with you, but, like, like, bro is not slowing down. He's not. Like, he actually getting bigger. Yeah. This is what, like, his first three, his first three, his last three albums, Views, More Life, Scorpion, are nothing like his first three albums. It's no, not, it's not. It's nothing. Not. nothing. It's not. Nothing. Um, take, um, thank Me Later, Take Care, nothing was the same. Mm-mm. 
You can even add if you're reading this is too late. If you want to, on, on, say the first yeah, four. Yeah, the first four. After that, there's been a huge drop off, and yet he gets bigger. You want to know why though? You want to know why though? When people think of hip hop, when people want to get introduced to hip hop. The first name that's going to pop up is Drake. Drake, period. No matter what you think or, like, if you don't agree, it's, bro, he's going to come up regardless. And, like... When I went the, to the last concert, that shit was packed. Like, Drake, like, Drake is, like, the... Like, people literally love this man. Drake is, like, the face of And even of though it right seems now, like his music is the same, for some reason, every time he drops another album, people still like it, even though he's repeating the same shit. Hip-hop is so big right now, bro. That like everybody is kind of flocking to it, and the first person, you would think literally of. the first person they think of is Drake. Is Drake, and that's and part part of that. Look, I don't want to take anything away from Drake. Drake is is, is more successful. Let, let me not downplay his success, money wise, business wise, popularity wise. This man is number one in all aspects. Bigger than Kendrick, bigger than Cole. Even though I personally think Cole and Kendrick are better, are Definitely. better, and make better yeah, they, music mm-hmm. now. Better, mm-hmm. period. But the quality of his music is not the same. It's not. Scorpion. I agree with you. Scorpion. I said earlier, and I, I I retract that. But I'm gonna say it again. I at first I said Scorpion is better than Carter Five. I don't even know that. I really don't. I it's don't not. Think, I don't think Scorpion is even in my top fifteen. No, Scorpion is there. Nah, Scorpion is a, like a good album. Like I like it. I like it a lot. But like, if you want to compare it to like. His other stuff and like him as an artist, like he definitely like he 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 damn near getting kind of lazy, but like he can do that because either way his music not gonna stop. Is All it, Drake got to do is hop on a song with somebody and like mm-hmm. it's literally the best song ever. Drake on like, best I on, ever man. had said, "Buzz so big I could probably sell a blank disc," and literally he's been doing that. Literally, <laughs> like, like come on, like Scorpion was a double disc album. There was no concept. Between different from the first disc and the second disc, those songs can literally those two discs can sound like two separate albums. I get what you're yes. saying. You saying yeah. that you saying that it was like nothing significant about it. It was just like a bunch of songs put together. Yeah, some but, of them was fast and some of them yeah. was slow. Yeah, you're, like you're right. the first half had similar. Only difference is you can say the, the second disc was a little bit slower because it had more R and B songs. Yeah, but you right. had but you had um Blue Tint on there. That's not an R and B song. Mm-hmm. No, you, you right. had um is was that is there more. The song where he used Nicki vocals. That's how you feel. That's how you feel. Yeah. yeah, that's how you feel. That's not that's not an R and B song. I don't care how you were singing. That whole mm-hmm. beat and the, and the way he but was going about it. But that song you did it. mention is there more um, at the last part. Is there more? Yeah, no. At the last part is one is this group called um, Hiatus Coyote, and um, when you listen to the first song of More Life, Free Smoke, um, the the main head of the person she's a uh, female. I forgot her name. Yeah. But they sampled that song, and then she sampled Aaliyah's song more than the woman at yeah. that last part. Yeah, I, 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 that's my that's my favorite song from the project. But like besides that, and the couple, and that and that don't matter song, which is a really bad song. Michael Jackson could have came harder on that one. He really could have. Man, you gonna come back? At least, at least give me something. Come back, snap. Oh yeah, Michael Jackson could have went a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he got a little harder. Oh, Twitter is funny. Twitter is funny. He could have came, came harder. He could have really come. Oh yeah, could. Michael Jackson could have came a little bit harder on the song. That boy, <laughs> that boy, I heard something like the weekend. Like, come on. That so like, funny. come on, like the, the, uh, especially Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. The first half of Final Fantasy was lit. Then he changes to talk about his son for whatever reason. How you go from the pussy son like tidal waves to I love my son? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> 
I'm dead. Come on, come on. How you make this squish, squish sound? And he's like, oh, my baby, I love you. Come on. Oh, my God, bro. That's funny. Like, look, you can't That's do funny. that. How you make a whole song when you want to hear about your son, the very last song of, the whole, of a 24-song album? Okay, well, just to speak on that, I think he did that only because you could tell, you could tell when he first mentioned it in the song, um, emotional. It kind of sounded like he emotionalist. It, it sounded like he kind of didn't want to admit it, and then at that last song, he I'm just hiding, like, I'm not hiding right. my son. I'm hiding. I'm not hiding the word from my son. I'm hiding. Wait, I'm not hiding my son from the world. I'm hiding the word from my son. But no, he makes Let a boy come home. No, he made a great point <laughs> because think about when you think about Beyonce when Blue was born, people bullied. Out of her daughter because you know she didn't want to comb her hair and shit. And it's a real thing when celebrities have babies and these babies are getting bullied by random people because of how they look. I mean, think about it. If you had a baby and your baby was bullied, would you like that shit? No, you wouldn't. Is is Drake really wrong to say that? He's not wrong to say that, Seth, but you can't, but you can't change of, the like like you can't talk about your son being into some decent and, 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 and be and, like, and, yeah. And no, yeah, and see, yeah, you're missing one me. key key detail. Pusha T on that diss song not only exposed Drake as a deadbeat father, but he he talked about how Drake going to use his son as a marketing employee with a with Adidas and show his son off like that. So one, it makes it seem like you're not taking care of your child. You only look using him to make more money. Once you once you if you leave at that detail, yeah, you're perfectly right. But now when you add that, you're like, man, Drake probably is a shitty father. Yeah. What you hiding your 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 son from the world from? You going literally to use him? If, use him for more money to make 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 a bigger profit. Like, oh, look at Drake. He's a great daddy. He can have my babies, huh? That's all, that's all Twitter was going to say. They still say that shit till now. Yeah. So, like, Empress, let's not even forget the setup to that bar. But when to he, be honest, that's the whole point of that song, Emotional. It's not more so about... No, 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 no. Let me just get into it. It's not more so about him talking about, you know, his son. It's just the whole perception of social media. Emotionless was originally supposed to be a Kanye West disc because the first couple of lines are clearly about Kanye West where he's talking about I'm running on the roads, these paved. Right, he's, he is. He's, he's like, that's all originally. You know how Drake is now. He's he raps in code, which is another thing I don't like about him right now. He just raps in code. Nobody knows who he's talking about because he's so rich and he out of touch. But that whole setup to like the Instagram thing where oh women take vacations to wherever and they post pictures this week like they, they take pictures wait they go to vacations like months ago and they post pictures day to like they still there it was all that shit yeah it sounds good but like using that as your reason to not show your kid like come on <laughs> obviously he only mentioned his son because one he had to have to push to expose him and two oh he had to do something he had to and two he had to make it seem like he's a good father on eight out of ten, I kiss I kiss my son on the forehead and I kiss your ass goodbye. Oh, that's so sweet. What the son that though? Are you feeding him enough? Are you buying him clothes? Can he even get past the borderline border patrol? Can you even see your son in ink? Like, come on now. So like, I have this pop. That album is not good in the sense. Oh, okay, let me say it's not good. Cause there are enjoyable songs on there. Blue tents, good song. Is there more? Good song. Eight out of ten, even though I just dissed it. Good song. Nonstop. I probably won't listen to that song unless I'm in the car and at the club. I mean Wayside. So like that, of course, Drake will, Drake will <laughs> always give you those like handful of songs where you're like, oh, this shit hard. But that's Drake. That's expected. Mm-hmm. Once you're the big three, I expect you to give me a handful. More than that. Damn near two handfuls of songs I can Every with. song should be a radio hit. Right. Basically. Every song. 
Look at you, top three, bro. Yeah, you. <laughs> when it comes to Kendrick, well, he's Cole, top two and he's not two. When it comes to Kendrick, Cole, and and, and Drake, we are we don't expect. Oh yeah, he gave us a good song. No, we expect like seven to ten. Yeah, yeah, we expect a lot. <laughs> I, I want to see the album rotation when I cut the car on. <laughs> yeah, like we, because you, you, not not because we we automatically placed it. You earned yourself mm-hmm. there. You did that with your music. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how like damn was a Kendrick Lamar. Like look so at so many songs. Look at KOT. Some people might not think KOD is the best album of the year. I have it. I, it's between two and three for me as of right now, but like. I can, there's only a couple songs on there. Motivate. I don't listen to that song as much. I don't think that song is that dope. I like that song. Um, I mean, there's better songs in the album. I go mm-hmm. to that before Kevin's that. Kevin's Heart. I love, I Kevin's, love Heart. Kevin's Heart. I love Kevin's Heart. I like Kod ATM. Yeah, Photograph is a good song, Photograph but it's, there's better songs What's on the there. Attic? That intro. What's the Attic? Oh my goodness. Terrible. No, I'm sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. I would say terrific. Terrific. Oh, terrific. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I say, love that song. I love that song. That's the deepest song on that album. Period. Window Pain was a deep song. Friends, Friends is, is a great song. So, like, you you can say, oh, okay, maybe it's not in your top five, but out of what, 13 songs, 13, 14 songs? I I just named, we just probably named eight songs. KOD, Photograph, The Fall Off with a Kevin Edwards, J. Cole still. Oh, Heaven is a Mind State. That's a bar. I've been there a couple times. That's a bar. I stack a few L's like I'm shady. That's that's a bar. Even though KOD is like a banger and it's for sure like one of the it's best albums message. of the year, it still is not like up there with his best albums though. Really? I wouldn't say it. You think nah. so? Because 2014 Forest Hills Drive is like you still think literally Drive a classic. Is it's, bro. Yeah. Literally like, bro, that's like, that's number two. Born Center is number one. Like I can't even say KOD is better than that and Boy Center. I would say, okay, okay, one point. I can't say an album's a classic yet because that album came out. It's only been out for a couple months. So I'm, I, and plus, it wouldn't be fair because I'm judging that album that came out like a couple, like what? It came out in April or April, right? It was like April. It came out. It came out six months ago to an album that came out four years ago. That's yeah, that's true. So like, I, I, it's not fair to. I gotta give it a couple. I gotta give it at least two years before I'm like, okay, which one's better. Mm-hmm. But I would put 2014 over Born Center. For real, I put Born Center over 2014 only because every the sideline story never happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not gonna really talk about that. Even though it was some bangers on it, there, it, it was good. It, that was the old J Cole was, type. You feel me? Yeah, like that definitely. wasn't like that wasn't that's like the J Cole we yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we stand yeah, for yeah, now. Yeah. What do we ask from Lil Wayne? I want to hear Drake talk about some serious. Junk. I mean, Lil Wayne just gave us the Carter Five. We don't know what to ask for. Out of Wayne. All we wanted like, for Lil yeah. Wayne was the Carter Five. Yeah, he we gave got it. To it. Us. Yeah, he, and he, I'm not he, disappointed. He might as well. So you think Lil Wayne like, is just done in no, terms of music? No, I don't think he done. He's not like, done. But if, I don't. If he is done, I wouldn't be upset. I wouldn't be. He had. He has a long enough catalog where I can live off the rest of my life off it, dating back to his days with the Hot Boys, like. He he has he can start rapping today. His legacy cemented. One of the greatest ever. You, and you no matter where you rank him, one or twenty five, fifty, whatever. So you he sh- has to be mentioned as one of the greatest. So do you believe that Drake, J Cole, and Kendrick still have ways to go? J Ken- Cole does. Kendrick, in a sense, I don't. Kendrick no. doesn't. Out of those three, Kendrick has has proven most because his first three albums, you can argue, are are classics. Yeah. Even though Damn came out last year, I don't like calling classics unless two, three years down the road. But I know for sure Good Kid, Mad City is a classic. 
To Paper Butterfly to me is his best project. Section eighty. Section eighty is a classic. Oh my god, that's a classic, bro. It's not his official album though. That's why they mentioned that. Yeah, one. that's true. So like, but Look, it's, it's a classic. Section eighty is a classic though. Like so, so like, he, out of those three artists, he has the least way to go because I think we already know what Kendrick is. Kendrick is definitely like a lyricist, great lyricist. Yeah, he's bro. He great storyteller. He literally can do it all. Like, like if I really have to go off like talent and stuff, like Kendrick is the best talent wise. I personally prefer J Cole, but like Kendrick is definitely like Kendrick, the best me, message wise artist. lyricist. The, he can because like it's with, I don't know with, it's with perfect, Kendrick, bro. he's so versed, so well versed in anything, especially how he used his voice. Like especially that little Wayne song Mona Lisa, he changed his voice multiple times he throughout did, that song. He did. To represent emotion, like yeah. different emotions and stuff. Like, and that's, ain't nobody doing that, bro. That's his best attribute. Think about all those times on um, K, K, um, not KOD, Good Kid, Mad City, when he did that on like on um, Mad City itself, mm-hmm. when he did it on um, or the Art of Peer Pressure, where he just changed the inflection of his voice, and you're like, mm-hmm. it gives you a different perspective. It's art, bro. It's, it's it's literally like honestly, art, bro. it's kind of like, almost oh, scary to me and when with I Drake, hear him. Like for real, it's art to me. Like no, I mean scary like, in a good way. Like yeah, when yeah. I hear him. His voice change. I think it's the song "You" on "To Pimp a Butterfly." Yeah. Oh like, God. Like, oh my good. I'm just like, the damn. Beat change, so butterfly the beat so, change. The beat change went when he started drinking. He was, he was talking about how um, he he started blaming himself for all these things. That that's another perfect example of how he used his voice to invoke that emotion. There's not a lot of artists that does that as effective as he does. Now, J Cole, on the other hand, you could argue he started off slow. But what makes J. Cole special is, his, is like he's like everybody big brother. Yeah. Don't matter what, you could be any from anywhere, Miami, Detroit, Haitian, American, Asian, whatever. You feel like he walked through your path of life for whatever reason. That's special. That's how I feel like Mac Miller is a big brother. With Drake, Drake is a, let's make it, Drake is a hit maker. He is a hit maker. Drake make hits. Like That's all he does. And that way he will provide for as long as he lives. It doesn't matter if he writes them or he doesn't write them. He's going to have a hit every year. We just have to deal with it. Look Alive, he started off with Look Alive. Yeah. But now he got finesse, not finesse, In Your Feelings. I hate that song. But number one song in, in the charts for like. God, wait, God's Plan came out last year. That's no, no, God's Plan was this year. That was this year? Yeah, it came out this year. Okay, yeah, it was God's number Plan. one first. Mm-hmm. And then in your, in, and then it was nice for what? Yeah. Then oh, in my I feelings. forgot about nice for what? Because in my feelings came in and took everything. Yep. So like. Drake make hits. And so you, and so you want to grade them on hits. That's cool. But if you're top three, I'm not grading you on hits. I'm grading on you on everything. Mm-hmm. The art that you bring. What what kind of art does Drake, does, does Drake bring now? Because you can say back then he brought the singing and the rapping. He brought it together, make it nice. Not everybody just run with that shit. What is he doing now? He's still talking about the very same shit. Oh, keep the family close. Don't bring no, no new friends in here. I got trust issues. I can't handle multi-million dollar success. I love these Instagram models, these strippers. I'm a tip of my honey, but they break my heart all the time. But I'm still gonna do it anyway because it eases the pain. Come on now, this man been doing this for a decade. But Drake, you can submit him as a legend because of the Billboard charts. Kendrick, you can submit him as an artistic legend. What about J Cole? Even though he's my favorite art rapper, period. He's my favorite. What about? He just, he just what about like J Cole? Big brother, he just look out for the culture for me. Yeah, that's yeah. what I feel like. And that His is true. music is very personal. And that's what I like about him. He really make an impact. Like his well, music, it really hits me deep to my core. Now, will that will that legacy be long lasting in today's era where if you're not doing if you're not providing me no hits, 
Not necessarily. Right now, I see where you're coming from. You're who, telling me like in five years. like Not even five. I'm talking about like 10, 15, 20 years where the kids who are in sixth grade, who are sixth grade now, and who are like, these new artists make music for. Because remember, when we was in sixth grade, they made it for us. I don't even right. think they're going to remember Kendrick. Well, I don't know about that, but J. Cole, you think J. Cole would be remembered? Because there's some sixth graders I saw on Instagram. Instagram's a terrible place, okay? Instagram f- sucks. But there was like, some kids were like, oh, Mac Miller wasn't even a legend. He wasn't even that good. They in sixth grade. This is what they're saying. That probably was scattered comments. They're probably in the minority. I guess but they just, don't know shit. I guess it just depends on who you mess with. Because like, I ain't mess with Mac Miller, you feel me? Like, I really listen to his music, and I'm not going to act like I like yeah. listening to like his music. Like yeah. it, was, it was just something that... I mean, that, that's different. His music was just something that like I like I just didn't like get into, you feel yeah. me? So it was like, like, I could understand where they're coming from, but when you just straight up coming for him, saying he not a legend, he not this, he wasn't good, he not this, like... Because come on, I can make a case that his music, the way he was evolving, mm-hmm. he was top tier in this game by far. If, if you didn't feel it or not, you know, he was doing some, he brought up some of your favorite artists, Tyler, the creator, Tyler on sweatshirt. Tyler, the creator is dope, actually. Yes. Like, have y'all, do y'all Flower look at Boy? his staples? Do y'all look at his music videos? Yes. Mm. Flower Boy is so underrated. The internet. He brought up the internet. All Some of these, a lot of these LA rappers, a lot, some of these Pittsburgh rappers, New York rap. he brought them, he gave them a shot. Mm-hmm. So like, you can say he a pioneer for a lot of your favorite artists. Mm-hmm. He influenced they sound. He did a whole song with Pharrell. Not even a whole song, a whole album with Pharrell that he never dropped. This is Mac Miller we talking about. Pharrell don't just don't work with anybody. Mm-hmm. He don't. He don't. So like, come on. So so do you think J. Cole legacy will last as someone who supported this culture with hip hop and his ever growing expanding demographic? And I mean, his fan base. You're not, gonna, you're not gonna really know about him because of the stuff he talk about. You feel me? Ain't nobody gonna be doing research about that. You feel no. me? Like that's but, true though. But then I don't think people are gonna do that with Kendrick either. Now, nah, but also I would say this though: hip hop is starting to become less for black people now too. It is. It's 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 like real diverse now. It, it is. Like, real diverse. I'm, I'm not saying it's a it's bad. Like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing at all. But just recognize, mm-hmm. it started off as a platform for us to speak on on our speak out on our injustices that we face. And now it's became a very diverse place where everybody from all walks of life can join together. We have a common understanding of what we are as people. We like certain things. We like this hip hop thing. It makes us cool. Makes us friends. It makes families. Find love. Whatever. It brings us all together. That's what hip hop has become. But it's becoming now because of that is representing us less. That's why J. Cole said that message on 1985. They don't like you. Yeah, all them actually doing are nice, but the way you act, that's how you think black people act. Who, who gonna step out? Who gonna jump out the window and, and say that for us? Besides J. Cole, out loud like that. When J. Cole said on his, um, what was it? On 2014, Forest Hill Drive. Mm-hmm. Um, um, fire Squad. Yeah, fire, fire, fire Squad. squad. Yeah, Fire yeah, Squad. Yeah, yeah. It was Fire Squad. And he was talking about, um, look around, my people. White people have snatched the sound. Mm-hmm. It happened. Is he lying? No. Was he lying? He's not. Is it a bad thing? I'm not gonna say that. No. 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 But there's something that we need to look at. Yeah, it's becoming that's for us now. But you know, we probably gonna end right there on that. On that very, very, very deep. No, we continue this conversation next week, some other time. You're listening to the Culture Report. 
with my host. Mario Nix. And my special guest. Man, plug yourself one more time, bro. Plug yourself one more <laughs> time, to, man. man. Thanks for having me on the show, nah, bro. No problem. Thanks you know you're going to be me. back. You know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, if you don't know me, once again, I'm Daniel Square, man. Fashion photographer, writer. I want to shout out Raw Magazine one time. Ooh. Issue 5 is coming October 15th. Actually, no, I'll take that back. The pre-order for Raw Magazine is coming October 15th through October 31st. It's only $5. The actual magazine will release early November. I can get a date later on, or I could like let y'all know. Just, just follow my Instagram. Just let me you can know come the date. ask me. Yep. Let me know the date I'm plugging in on, on the show. show. Yep. Uh, so follow my Instagram. It's square.cr2 or look at my website, squareexproductions.com. And yeah, that's pretty much it. This is your Let show me just too. plug myself in. So as I told you guys last week, I have a blog called Live in the Mix. It's a basic platform where we celebrate and embrace music, sports, beauty, fashion, and touch base on politics and opinions. Um, actually, yesterday I did a special article where I helped showcase six beautiful black women who are bloggers. And if if any of you guys want to be featured and you want to write for my website, please send me an email to lnix42 at gmail.com. Again, that is lnix42 at gmail.com. Send me any idea or any topic that you want to write about, and I'm honestly open to anything. So please, guys, send me emails. I would love to listen and hear from you guys. I good now? You, you done, Oprah? You done? <laughs> no, I'm still working. <laughs> well... You've been listening to the Culture Report. Like I said, uh, this is my gorgeous host, L'Oreal Nix. This is my homeboy right here, special guest, Daniel Square. I'm your host, Stevenson Altador. And thank you so much for listening to the, not just today's episode, but the past three episodes. Uh, thank you so much for that. You know, you know, always check us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you find music, your podcast from. CM Life on Multimedia page. But you know, um, Belle and if you don't know what that means in Creole, that's have a good day, and I truly hope you do.